sadly, an all too common theme among entrepreneurs especially, but really people across the board, is navigating illness. How many people do you know right now that just don't feel great? And when I say illness, I mean the absence of thriving. Someone's facing something. They're tired. A lot of the things they face are just symptoms they can chalk up to working a lot or having young kids like I do or being postpartum or whatever it is. When in reality, sometimes it goes deeper than that. So whether it's a multi-year struggle with intense symptoms and very few answers like I've been walking through or those that have a diagnosis that they're now up against and have to battle, or maybe they just don't feel great as they take on the world, too many of us are some version of sick. So today's episode is both a health update, as I promised for myself, as I've learned more about my own struggles recently and a chance to share my heart with those of you who might be building your dreams alongside some pain. Pull up a seat to the table. You are listening to the Luminary Leadership Podcast, where we elevate successful entrepreneurs into powerful leaders doing work that really matters. After working with countless entrepreneurs, I've noticed a theme. No matter the level of success achieved, they get to this place where they're asking, now what? If you're listening to this, you get it. You're craving more impact. You want to do work that means something, and you want to be known for it, too. Somewhere along the way, it wasn't just about growing a business anymore. It became time to build your legacy. Plus, building the dream at the expense of everything else that matters, family, freedom, joy, is no dream at all. The Luminary Leadership Podcast is where industry leaders come to break through to their next level of achievement, purpose, and impact. I'm your host, Elizabeth Hartke, and I'm here to raise up this generation of leaders, us, so we can do our part in raising up the next generation of little luminaries. Get ready as we break down all things entrepreneurial leadership in a way that isn't being talked about. We both know you don't just need another strategy. It's time for your breakthrough. I'd like to kick off this episode with what I think is the most important message that you'll receive today through this show. Because today is about sharing my own personal health update and also sharing my heart with those of you that might have some kind of physical suffering that you're facing too. And I know you're here with an ambitious mind (laughs) and a heart that's called for leadership in business and in your home. So that's a tall order without any means of symptoms or suffering, yet you might be facing some of those things. I want to give you this reminder. We were called to this. In this moment, with these hardships for a reason. Okay, let me say that again. We were called to this, this calling in our homes, in our businesses, in this moment right now, with this hardship for a reason. That was one of the greatest epiphanies that I've had in this process of healing, <laughs> just releasing the pressure to and and the need to separate my physical issues with the pursuit of what I'm going after. So I wanted to start there. It is not dumb luck. I spent years asking why, why, why my brain could possibly be so on fire and so ambitious at the same time that my body seemingly wanted to check out. They're like, yeah, my body's like, yep, that's great that you have all those awesome ideas. I'm calling it. I'm out. <laughs> How could life be so cruel? What a waste. That's just the mindset battles I've been having for 
years on end. But what I didn't seem to grasp at the time was that this is how it was designed to be. Exactly like this. Even the parts that suck so brutally, I was completely disregarding them as like, oh, this crappy, annoying thing is causing suffering and slowing me down. If it could just go away, I could do all the things I'm called to do, not realizing that it was designed to be there. It was serving a great purpose for me. It was a great teacher for me. And once I started to realize that I'm actually called to do this work with this pain, it just blew the lid off of possibility for me. I saw things through a new lens. I freed myself from the victim mentality. I let go of this constant seeking every second of the day tied up and I've got to fix this problem so that I can do fill in the blank. So I just want to say that to you. Your suffering might be different. Maybe you're dealing with depression or anxiety. Maybe you have some kind of personal suffering that you're battling in your marriage or an addiction or an affliction or whatever it might be, just take everything I'm saying and put it through the lens of what you're experiencing. So it was no coincidence that I was experiencing all of these things and God just kept kind of like putting in front of me the words and the thoughts and the people that he was trying to open my eyes to that I was choosing to be blind to. And one of those things was a piece of scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 7. And it's about Paul. And he's talking about, they talk in the Bible, they don't say exactly what it was, but he had some kind of affliction. It could have been something physical or emotional or whatever, but he was suffering. And he would regularly ask God to remove what he described as thorns in his life, this pain, which makes total sense. I constantly find myself begging for mercy and freedom from my suffering. So this piece of scripture says, it was kind of like Paul's epiphany that he realized, similar to me, where all this time he's like, I'm doing all these things. I want this to go away so I can do it better. And instead it clicked. In order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh. So sometimes we are literally gifted some kind of suffering to save ourselves from ourselves or to teach us something or to make us more humble, or to bring us into our faith stronger, or to teach us how to lean on others, or to whatever it might be. And with faith, we can do all things, even in the midst of our pain. Like, it's a both-and kind of situation. It's less about the relief from the thorn, but more about the acknowledgement that it serves as a reminder that we're really not going it alone, and that we're called to do big things in the same moments of our pain with great purpose. It was more so that he was allowed to experience that pain. And pain for me, and I'm gonna walk through the gifts that have come from this process, but pain has taught me to slow down, to be more grateful, to weigh things differently in life, to lean on God and my faith, to remain humble. There's a preacher, Charles Spurgeon, and he said, expect that such high privilege will need heavy afflictions to balance it. If God has given you a great sail and the prosperous wind, he will also give you the heavy ballast to keep your keel deep in the stream. That was so profound to me. 
So don't let the temptation to assume that this is your sign that you're not capable or this isn't your season. Be reminded that this might be part of the plan and you might have to find your own new way there. And I've had to do that. I spent years just powering through, ignoring my suffering, and now it's reared its ugly head enough that I don't have that luxury anymore. And I've had to get innovative as to how I still passionately pursue the calling that's been placed in my heart while I tend to what my body needs. And in a minute, I'll get into the gifts and the different perspectives I have now. And this is not to say that I'm like, wake up every morning like, yippee skippy, I feel like trash. No, I still have so many human moments where I'm in tears or just humbled beyond measure or just don't want it to be this way. But I feel like I now have this to come back to, this realization that of what is true, that this is designed like this right now in this moment. And it's not necessarily for me to understand. It's for me to walk. It's for me to just keep going forward and to trust. So I'll give you a bit of an update. If you've been following along for a while, you know that for over four years now, I've navigated some chronic illness. I've had autoimmune thrown at me for which they wanted to write me a prescription. And that's where I knew, okay, I'm going to have to do some digging. I'm going to have to be my own advocate here because I'm not going to become a part of a broken system that just puts me, oh, she's this, labeled as this, take this drug, and watch all the other things decline. There's a time and a place for the proper medication and modern science, but I'm also not naive enough to think that the two most powerful industries in the world, the food industry and the drug industry, run this ship and they want us, they play against each other. They poison our food and make us sick. And then they get us on medication so that we have to be reliant on them. And I wasn't going to become that. So I've spent years, countless hours, full time researching. And it led me down multiple paths to my adrenal dysfunction, hormone imbalances, and deficiencies that I was facing. And most recently, after four years, finally being diagnosed with Lyme disease, which my friend asked me the other day, like, are you relieved to have more answers? And the truth was no, because I know the the damage that Lyme can do. And I know, I know also that even people in the functional and integrative spaces lean on antibiotics, which can cause so many more issues and doesn't actually get rid of Lyme. Uh, so no, I wasn't excited to get that diagnosis, but at the same rate, I was grateful for it because it gave us some direction and led us to some of the most wonderful doctors that we hadn't yet been exposed to. So my symptoms overall have a broad spectrum, but I'm never without them. So I've learned to do a lot with only a little bit in the tank. And when I talked about being more grateful, this is a good example of it. I've learned to be grateful for a day that's not so bad (laughs) versus only being grateful for a day when the sun's shining and I feel like a million bucks. It just really opened my heart to gratitude. So to give you an idea of some of the, some of the symptoms I face, I would say these are the biggest ones, although there are many others that they just get trumped by these symptoms because it, they can be more debilitating. Sometimes it's fatigue, right? Like I'm really tired, but sometimes it's debilitating exhaustion. So picture your worst flu, like you're at the peak of your worst sickness and you're laying in bed and 
it's that feeling where you're like, I cannot lift my head off the pillow. You feel so whole body weak in your bones. You're just like, I'm done. Sometimes it's like that. And for the last couple of months, I've had some spurts where it's been like that, like gotten really, really, really bad. I'll also get inflammation. This is actually how I discovered there was something going on because I've always been someone who worked out you know, six days a week and had great energy for it. And it gave me more energy. And I was doing workouts that I would normally be, you know, getting more fit and losing weight. My muscles were getting weaker. After I'd work out, I'd get tons of inflammation in my joints and like under my eyes and in my face and in my neck. And I just knew, okay, this, so my body's screaming at me. Something's not right. Also, a lot of stuff going on with my brain. So People use the phrase brain fog, but for me, it it got to a point where it was actual memory loss, like where I couldn't remember really basic things. Sometimes it's memory loss. Sometimes it's brain fog. Sometimes it's literally, I describe it like I feel like my brain is wrapped in cellophane and like the signals can't get out. I've had more recently some breathing issues. And for years I had high cortisol. So that meant (laughs) insomnia, like if you ever heard the phrase wired and tired, where I was just felt like I was buzzing but I couldn't sleep at 3 a.m. And then after years of really high cortisol because of like basically being in fight or flight for so many years and overachieving and overpushing, I now have dangerously low cortisol, which we can't do too much with while I'm pregnant. And then I've also experienced a lot of low blood pressure, which is really interesting. I'm also like a science geek, so I like learning about this stuff, but I'm the type of person that You could throw me in a den of hungry lions and take my blood pressure and it wouldn't go up. It doesn't mean I wouldn't be like scared out of my mind. But even in moments where I was convinced, oh my gosh, my blood pressure must be so high. I could like rip someone's head off right now. And I just feel like really intense. I'd take my blood pressure and it was always perfect, no matter what. So recently, seeing my blood pressure really low, like dangerously low, where I'd start to faint, and be really, really dizzy, and then sometimes lose consciousness. I'm talking, you know, 68 over 35, really, really low. So those are the symptoms that have been most prevalent. I experience other things too, but like I said, they don't really hold a candle to most of these because these just affect everything. You know, they affect your mood. They affect how you show up in your work. They affect your, obviously, your energy levels. They affect your marriage. They affect just everything. And the things that I have done, the list is ridiculous, what I've tried in the last four years and experienced and pursued. I will quickly rattle off some of the things I've done. Okay, so we have a near-infrared sauna in our house. I've done parasite cleanses, which have been productive and they are crazy. Uh, I've done EMF blockers, cleanses, fasting protocols, GAPS diet, adrenal protocols, Hashimoto protocols. Uh, We do muscle testing, done the root cause protocol, detox baths multiple times a week, grounding, um, exercise, therapies, cold plunges, meditation, naturopaths, functional and integrative docs, chiropractic, Lyme specialists now, biofeedback, hormone therapies, infusions, frequency testing and and frequency as a tool, dry brushing. I've taken so much rest, injections, supplementation up the wazoo. So this is just to give you a sense of, you know, we've pursued many, (laughs) many, many, many options. 
And I want to highlight that if you're also walking through a season of like, I feel like trash and I'm pursuing every possible way to fix it. Take this as a lesson. In episode 114, I talked about the idea of frantic action. Now, I talked about it from the angle of business. When you're in a really stressful season and you want to get to the other side of it and you want to create more possibility for yourself or or you just have so much on your to-do list or you're so overwhelmed that the habit is to get into frantic action because I just have to take action. I just got to get myself out of this versus contemplative action where you actually contemplate and take time and don't just jump from one thing to the next. I've in many ways done things wrong where my eyes have forever been on the, I just need to solve this problem and get it done and behind me so I can keep going. I have a very different perspective now because I don't know. This could be my journey for my life. So I have to balance being an advocate for myself and pursuing healing and researching and trying things, which I will continue doing, balancing it also with living. Because there have been periods where I felt like every moment of my day was either working or trying to heal, and it was like there was no joy in the process. I was taking that frantic action. What can we throw at this? How can we solve it? Spent hundreds of thousands of dollars and literally a full-time amount of time, both me and my husband, of hours researching working with doctors, going to appointments. So today, this is a bit about my personal update. And then I really want to share some wisdom in case you too are fighting for big dreams with your own version of a thorn in your side. So as of late, we recently went in and found out our daughter, one of our daughters has Lyme, which was so devastating for multiple reasons. One being one of the Lyme specialists we were working with that came to that conclusion, totally dropped the ball on her chart and lost her chart. And I had to literally drive myself in there to find out that she actually did, in fact, have Lyme. And secondarily, because as someone who's fighting with chronic illness that nobody can see but can, like, rock your world, spin it on its axis in ways you never thought imaginable, I didn't want that for my kids. For two weeks, I couldn't talk about it without crying because I just... My heart broke over the thought of someday she's going to face this too. Someday she'll experience a stressor in her life that will trigger this and cause symptoms that are so crippling to her. And one, I have to have a stronger faith in that because we don't know that. And two, if so, you know, we will face it together. And in many ways that I preached earlier, that could be her thorn guiding her towards what she's called to do in tandem with this pain in the neck. (laughs) right? So for me, after hearing that, I wanted to do some deeper dives. Now, if you, this is not a Lyme disease episode. I feel like you would need an entire podcast with multiple releases a week to go into the depths of Lyme disease. Traditionally, people thought, oh, you get Lyme disease, it's a virus or it's, you know, bacterial, whatever. Pump them full of antibiotics. They wanted to put my daughter on six months of antibiotics and wreck her gut. And pump them full of antibiotics, and then it'll get rid of it. Well, we found out that it's not something you can get rid of because the spirochetes, these little, the way that this virus attacks the body and stays in the body, it's about, and it's not even just about managing it. There are ways that you can build your immune system to be able to fight it, but your antibiotics is not the solution, or at least not for our family. And it was a traditional way of doing things, but it always comes back with an avengeance. So 
we discovered that I too have Lyme. And the other big things that came up in my most recent tests were I was experiencing radiation poisoning. So let's talk about that for a second. We are living in a world where we are just being hit all, like I sit here right now at my desk, I have my cell phone next to me, my laptop, and I'm hooked up to Wi-Fi, okay? I'm basically in a microwave. Remember as a kid, would your mom ever be like, don't stand in front of the microwave when you're heating something up? But now we can't escape it. So now it's about doing things to offset it and to, to equip your body to be able to handle it because the sad thing is we just live in a world that's all about it. Like we have 5G, we have all these things that are now going to expose us to more radiation. And some people's body, the same way some people can sit near a cell tower and be fine and other people would sit near a cell tower and it like actually causes them physical pain, everyone's body is so different. The same way someone can be exposed to a virus and have mild symptoms while someone else could be violently ill from it, our immune systems react differently. So my immune system is really struggling with the level of radiation. Now, we are also a family that uses EMF blockers. And on my phone and on my laptop, there are these little things that help reduce EMFs. And we shut our Wi-Fi off at night. And we do all the things. But my body's just not able to handle it. In part, that's because of Lyme. In part, that's because of the Epstein-Barr virus that my body's been holding on to. And I've been saying this since about a year of moving into this house. We live in rural farm, Wisconsin. It's beautiful. And I was like, this is so great. We have all this land and all this space. And then it dawned on me one day when I was feeling really sick. And I was like, you know what? We eat all organic. We eat really clean. We we have a non-toxic home. But we live near a ton of farms. And the wind blows here. It's relatively flat-ish. And if I can smell the farm down the road's cow crap, that means that that air is traveling from that farm to our house, to my nose, and I'm sure many of them use pesticides. Well, sure enough, I have contamination from pesticides. So now it's about navigating this with new answers. And like he so often does, God brought someone incredible into our lives. She's a naturopathic doctor, and she uses alternative methods for healing. That's all I'm going to say on this episode because she's completely word of mouth and all the evidence you need that there are solutions out there that don't yield money for these big industries is to know that people like this who are using healing modalities that have been used for literally thousands of years for actual healing, not just band-aids on symptoms, are being shut down, blocked, and essentially trying to be eradicated. So that's that. But I want to share a little bit of the wisdom in these health updates, because after a few days of feeling down about getting these updates, I started to feel hopeful because I started to see and look back and reflect on the gifts in all of this for me. I am someone who has a bent towards work. I could have easily become one of those people who became addicted to their career at the expense of my family. In fact, I was on that trajectory And now I literally create programs and processes to save people from that pain. But I could have so easily gone that path. If I had not experienced this illness, I think I probably would have. This illness has forced me to slow down, to be present, to enjoy the little moments because maybe I didn't have the capacity for the big moments. And it's been a treasure 
for me as a mother and as a wife and even as a employer and a business owner and a leader, it's just given me such a different perspective. It's also gifted me so much more empathy and understanding for others and just this different vantage point of how you can live a both and life. You have to find the creative ways to get there, to get to where you want to go. I've had to do that because I couldn't do what I used to do, which is work, you know, a nine hour day, 10 hour day without stopping and powering through. I've had to be more effective in my work. I've had to change my business model so it produces for us even when I'm not physically working. So it's allowed us to scale and grow for our family, which has been such a gift. It's allowed me to teach other people how to do that. And now I can work with the many clients and people that I have who are suffering from the same things, either addiction to their work or struggling, you know, managing the both and life and serving them there. The other piece of wisdom I would give, I would tell you to address what's going on emotionally. For years, I just kept seeking out the things where I could take the supplement, I could do the sauna, I could do the cleanse, I could do this protocol, and I never wanted to address the disruption, the emotional side of it. There is so much scientific evidence of how we hold emotions and how that can affect us physically. And I am very convinced that much of my suffering, at least the trigger of making it turn into what it is, has come from some emotional battles that I've been unwilling to face for years, which I'm now unearthing and feeling relief from. So go there. (laughs) Do what you have to do to figure that out and find the times to like calm your body down and meditate and pray and rest and breathe. Sounds stupid. It is life-giving. The other piece of wisdom I would pass along is don't solely focus on healing alone. It can potentially make for years of wishing you were somewhere else, and that's no way to live. And that's how I spent years. And I feel like I missed so much because I was like, I just need to get through this and get to the other side of that so that I can finally show up as a mom the way I want to, or I can finally have the energy to do my business the way I want to. It's about walking forward even in your suffering. It's about both and. And also advocating for yourself. If I had gone the route that initial doctors were telling me, I would have been pumped full of antibiotics. I would have been on medication and it would have led down spirals of causing other issues. Pay attention. Understand that there are certain industries that are out there to make a buck on you. Use your gut on certain doctors. I've fired multiple doctors who I didn't align with and be your own advocate. No one is going to save you. Don't put any pressure on any one doctor. I have a team of doctors. I want to hear all trusted opinions. I don't want one, put all my eggs in one basket. The other piece is build a strong business so you can flex to how you might need to run things. There have been seasons where my symptoms have gotten so debilitating where I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't work. But we had, thank God, scaled and built a business and a team that allowed me the space to rest when I needed it. So if you're running a vulnerable business model right now where you are time for money, service-based only, no team, dependent on social media, all those things, it's time to look into expansion and how you want to grow. Open the doors of communication with your family and your team. Don't complain, but share. Complaining creates like a very specific energy that's not good. 
but you can share your struggles. You can be vulnerable. You can be communicative when you're having a tough week. You can ask for help when you need it. You don't get like a badge of honor because you powered through on your own. I did that for a long time and it never served me. So share. Don't bitch, but share. I wanted to share this and I'll continue to share as I go. This is a relatively new world of Lyme and everything for us. And we're pursuing it in a very alternative way. So I'm I'm happy to go deeper on that. But today was kind of the balance of quick update and some wisdom to pass along if you're walking through life with that thorn as well. But remember, it's meant to be there in this season. Doesn't mean it'll be there forever. Doesn't mean it'll always look like that. But use it for good. Thanks for listening. And if this spoke to you or you know other people that might be walking through something like this, feel free to share it with them and leave us a review. If you're willing, it helps so much. And I'm so grateful. I read every single one. And as always, we'll talk soon. I hope today's episode gave you exactly what you needed. And if it spoke to you, please leave us a review and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next juicy episode. And don't be shy. I don't bite often. So come connect with me over on Instagram at Eliz Hartke. And if there's a topic or a question, a guest you want to hear on the show or an idea you have for us, just reach out and share your thoughts. We do this for you. So the more you tell us, the more we can serve. Thank you for spending some time with me. I really do appreciate you. So tune in next time to keep building that legacy and doing the work that really matters.